Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Monday Metrospective, where we look back on the weekend of harness racing with your hosts, Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Good morning, listeners. Um, there, there's a lot to go through here. Today, the um, the day the trots died here, um, unfortunately. Bye-bye, Miss Australian Skeet. Shiver to Levy. It's all over. This is uh, the last day and coming off a, um, a very big match where her footy club went down by one point to miss finals in 2022. I think if we're... Um, if we're going to go to the precipice, today's going to be the day. Metrospective, we'll try and find you some Sorry, winners. Wrong uh, song. Apologies. We'll try and find. Uh, we'll try and find you some winners. <laughs> I thought we. Sorry, were that was the wrong song. Sorry. Um, hey, Skeet, bad luck. <laughs> winners for the future is what we're going to try and do on Metrospective, uh, and we're going to go oh, back and wow. review that's the races. All, but that's all we'll do. This is the last. Uh, the last dance. This is the last dance. The last uh, roll of the dice, Skeeter. How are we? Uh, look, I've been better, Bond. <laughs> I'll be honest, I, I said to you both only minutes ago off air that, um, yeah, I, I probably a bit, I didn't, you know, I've been good as gold. And then with the devastation of last mm. night when you were a, um, an avid Carlton supporter and then into the last day today, feeling a little bit emotional more so than I, I thought I would be. But um, no, hopefully we can, can find some future winners and uh, go through all the races, talk a bit of rubbish while we're there, but um, yeah, it's been a fun few years, that's for sure. Well, it's been a big few days. JD looks m- mighty concerned. Um, I'm, get, I'm getting NIMS in my ear. Uh, that's all right. Uh, that's the way NIMS wants it. Um, <laughs> but we had the um, the festival of uh, Skeeter, of course, over the weekend as well. I missed day two, but Friday night into uh, Saturday at, the, uh, at Money Valley and then I'm sure it's all contributed really, hasn't it, I suppose. You can sort of compartmentalise the whole thing until we get to today and at uh, 1 o'clock on the dot, 12.59 and change, um, it'll be a period of your life, a little error that's over. So it, I think it's only uh, only natural that you would get a little bit sentimental and emotional at this point. But uh, we will be going through the races. There were a few things to take from... JD is absolutely like, – like his panic is causing me to panic, right? Um, now, uh, th- there were a few, I think, themes of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was – and I admit I am his biggest fan now. Like, I just – he's nearly my ride-or-die driver. But there were a couple of drives by Jack Law that I just thought were outrageous. In fact, there were some unbelievable drives overall. I thought Chris Lang's drive on Give It A Try was superb. I thought Ross Payne's drive on uh, Brandlow Prince – was uh, was phenomenal as well. So there was some amazingly good drives. Our black book, I think, is holding up extremely well. You're going to hand that over, hopefully not to me, but into safer <laughs> hands um, when you depart the building. But um, Torrid Saint was in there and a few others that uh, that ran extremely well. And, and there were a couple of shocks. I'm very much looking forward to getting your thoughts. Well, on Lock and Varart, but personally more on Catch a Wave, actually, than Lock and Varart. But um, it was a great night of racing. Yeah, it was some terrific performances, Bon, and um, and it's it's exciting, isn't it, that you're getting these big horses back just when there's just a bit of a buzz when you even get them at the trials back to the track. We know it's going to be a huge few months. We know that back end of the calendar is absolutely jam packed. 
um, potentially, you know, <laughs> there's too many options nearly for some of yeah. the horses. Mm. But, um, yeah, it, it's really exciting to see these quality horses back at the track, um, including Lochinvarah, like you said, and even in defeat, just to have him there. Um, no doubt he is a horse that, as we know, can draw crowds and, and fans and you tune in just to see what he can do. So I'm um, really exciting for the sport to have him back and some potential horses going through um, as well. Like the, the horse we'll talk about in the first captain Belisario. I, I was uh, so, so impressed by his performance. And I think if he can put together a, um, a full campaign, um, he's one to watch because he was, uh, he was ultra impressive first up. All right. We'll get through the first race. Now, um, this comes a little bit from nowhere, potentially, and I, I can see that. Captain Balisario, I'm declaring him now. He's my favourite horse. He's wow. my favourite horse going around. Wow. I, no, goodbye, Dennis. Uh, yep. Captain Balisario, that is the second time I've seen him do that. He drifted in the market. Mm. Jack Law sat back last. He'd done that previously. We spoke about that in the form panel. There was a race at Geelong during the regional racing period against Desi G and Drain the Swamp and these sort of horses, and he sat back. He's... I think the reason he drifted was, well, two reasons. One is there must have been an expectation that he'd go, but that he'd be he'd end up where he ended up last, dead last, stone cold, motherless, parentless, orphaned out there at the back. And the other one was the fact that I think he was probably a run short. And nevertheless, the tempo was okay, but for him to just um, people just about lost their gourd over Stiletic the week before. They did there were people passing out on the street over Stiletic. I, I thought this was a bigger win. Like he, the tempo wasn't wasn't sensational, and he just strolled around them like they were nothing. It's not easy to do, is it? At Melton over the you, you very rarely see it. I'm not even going. Sol- Solik was amazing, but yeah. you you hardly ever see it. No, you don't. And um, yeah, so hard to do. And you know they don't really come up for air over the seventeen twenty, and to sustain that sprint three wide, um, and a massive training performance by Jane Davies as well because he was first up when he broke the track record and won the Eastern Challenge final at Warrigal and then for whatever reason I'm not sure had a bit of a break and then first up again here so we always say it's never easy to do it first up and to put in a performance like this yes he has the class edge on his rivals but (coughs) still it was a um a terrific performance um there on Saturday night by Captain Belisario next three home rule on the pegs Bud Sidewinder was an eye-catcher after being held up, did no work and raced along the pegs and hit the line well. Maserati also pretty good. Magic Mike, I thought, did his chances at the start. He looked like he wanted to hang a bit in the in the score up and was really slowly away, which then uh, changed plans for Sheffield Sparky as well, who, of course, ended up right back. I thought Arden Roanoke was probably a bit disappointing, led them up and didn't find much. Um, maybe just at that level, he, he just sort of can't sustain that. And the other two, I thought Major Watson and um, probably to a more of an extent, my superannuation, both well beaten and a bit disappointing because we had seen uh, my superannuation go so well, obviously uh, beating runaway celebrity last time out. And you thought, okay, you know, she's she's in a rare, rich of uh, rare vein of form. And yeah, so probably a little bit disappointing there. But um, gee, what I took away was just the uh, the outstanding performance by Captain Belisario. No great shock um, because we, we know that the horse has stacks of ability and speed. But gee, I hope he can really put together a campaign. I think he's a burgeoning megastar, this horse. Oh, I just love him. I, he, the speed that he's got, um, the strength. So in the Eastern Challenge, he didn't do it that way. He can do it different ways. Uh, he can hold his speed for a long period of time. <clears throat> uh, Jack Law had to sort of 
encourage him a couple of times to to keep his mind on the job when he when he let loose and also even in the straight he might be that kind of horse who is maybe a touch lazy at times but he's uh he's a special talent um got no idea what Arden Ronaki was doing at five dollars to be honest I don't I hadn't seen anything that indicated that he should be there Bud Sidewinder Ashmark uh, must um must uh love this bloke because he's uh he just keeps racing extremely well I don't know where he finds the right race for him to win but he's going great uh yeah Mike was good killed his chances as you mentioned uh, at the start Sheffield Spark he got the card into the race if he wanted I, he's just I Sheffield Spark he's just I think we were done a while back but he's it's it's almost at this point where I think Jody just has to send absolutely send him into a race and see if, and and harden him up or something or or get him going or maybe he's got little niggling things going on because all that potential we saw from him at one point it just doesn't seem to be there at the moment. You, you thought he would have been killing races like this or running clear second to Captain Belisario. Hayden Bromack was only okay. And my superannuation, we probably found out what she couldn't do here. She's improved massively, um, but in a relatively fast mile right over the short trip, sitting park, that was um, that was a bridge too far for my superannuation in the first. Now, we go to our first break on the Monday edition of Trot's Life. And when we come back, Skeeter gets a chance for some redemption yeah. in the needs, music quiz. needs to leave on top. All right. We'll, we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to the Monday Metrospective with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Nikita. Oh, Nikita. Still my sunshine? Dang. Very good. Nice start. We hit the line together. You just had the, the nose out in front of one nearly. No, I'm not a big fan. Really? Why, is it because it's like raspy, sort of yelling? No. Steal my sunshine. No, it's because it's a bit disjointed. At least it's upbeat. I feel like we need some upbeat today. If you play Fix You, it might just do me and I'd be could be the end of me. Just play big ballads. (laughs) Big sad ballads. Yeah, yeah. Get some Adele in there if we can. (laughs) Somebody to love. Yeah. Um, Uh, Welcome back to the Metrospective edition of Trot's Life. You will not... Certainly not in the uh, in the foreseeable future will you see this A team together again. But um, we're going to get through the remainder of the program. No We've one, got no one's dying. We can still catch up and hang out. <laughs> no, no, they won't. They, they won't. And, and, and let, 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 let's, we're all going out like this together. Is yeah, yeah. This is Bon was talking Which about we are throwing, trying to work um, that out. Throwing throwing flowers on my coffin at the end of burning questions last <laughs> week. I said I'm not dying. Gee whiz, that's <laughs> morbid. It's a type of death. <laughs> uh, race two. <laughs> Don't know how you are. Uh... How you got to that level? Uh, that's how I am. Race two <laughs> on Saturday night. Um, so Valley Star, yeah, just didn't <laughs> want to go at the start. And uh, she's a pleasure. Having said that, my little concern, so I had she's a pleasure on top. But my little concern was they've been, we know she's got gate speed, but they've been a touch protective about how they've used it. But the way she began on Saturday night, she was going to cross regardless of anything. And she's got that – it was just nice to see that extra layer of maybe half a point of gate speed because she's going to need it. I'm stopping short of, you know, calling her any sort of superstar. She's just gone two minutes, two minutes and uh, one, I think. Um, but she's – with that weaponry, that's going to – that's going to assist her to win several more races at least, Skeeter. Yeah, no doubt. She um, she's racing in a terrific patch of form and um, and going really well. And like you said, it's a, an asset if she can leave the gate well enough and sort of demand the top. Um, things obviously changed complexion at the start a little bit when uh, when Valley Star galloped away and uh, she's a pleasure was able to to get an early lead. 
um, and was just able to, to control things from there. And um, for, for this level, probably made it a, a bit of a sprint home, really, 28-1 home. Uh, of the others, my used to be, the run wasn't unexpected because we've seen plenty of ability from the horse. Uh, had the 1-1, one, one, um, so I thought that was a good enough effort. Andover Sun went well off a nice trip. Kai Valley Finn, again, ran a really nice race, uh, breaking 28 seconds to make up ground. So he can't do much more than that. I thought Majestic Chick was probably a little bit disappointing. Um, didn't have much to offer when Josh pulled out and, and asked the question. Didn't lose ground, but just couldn't really make any. Mm. So, yeah, pr- probably just a a tick for me. Um, definitely didn't get carried away. Wasn't, you know really, really disappointing. Um, just an okay run. Valley Star went around to the breeze, obviously, after making that error and then got tired uh, late and broke again. So just a, a run to forget, but it does then just make you question things, I guess, moving forward a little bit for Valley Star um, where it's at. But uh, look, I really, I put it in the black book after the last run. So um, could could uh, definitely bounce back next time out. Uh, yeah, I'll go through the the negatives first. So um, we'll eat the Brussels sprouts first here. Uh Valley Star, just from the mobile, it seems there's too many quirks. Uh, I think if you, I think even if there is gate speed there, and there probably is some that have uh, caught the. A dog just like tackled another dog out wide, like the. Sorry, <laughs> it's nothing to do with Valley Star, but it was it just. Good absolutely... to see you focused on your last day, Skeet. <laughs> They, I, I uh, really wish they would. Can we rewind that, no, JD? Because that no. was they let him catch the lure in New Zealand. So. That was extraordinary. No, but they weren't him going the lure. One dog just attacked the other. Oh, dog was off it, the oh side no, that's the, switch. Yeah, anyway. Oh, it happens. It happens quite a bit. There's some. Do, there's some dogs that are particularly now. There's some that just about every start you're just waiting. Okay, well, where when are you going to go for the it? worst? The worst is when they're it's your dog and another dog duking it down the straight, and one of them goes to bite yours or something, or, or vice versa, and you lose by a lip. Just because all he wanted to do was eat the other dog. Yeah, but the thing when you watch them a fair bit, you get to know who the chewers are. There's a, there's actually a thoroughbred up in Queensland. One a couple of weeks back called mm. Tokariki Lad, who who likes to go for a uh, yep. hey, hey, yay. <laughs> you wouldn't want to, uh, yeah, idle up outside it. I do. I actually like that horse, but he's um he's got competitive instinct. Mm. He wants to win the race and maybe get a feed on the way through. So sorry, that's right. Um, Valley Star, yeah, too many quirks. I've I've had enough. Uh, for the time being, uh, you would think that he's got a, some ability. I think um, Andy wasn't bullish first up from a break, but was sort of suggesting that he could go relatively well, but he can't keep making those mistakes. Majestic Chick's a funny one. I reckon she, Josh Dickey and Sammy Kilgow would know a hell of a lot better, but I, I get the feeling she just picks and chooses her battles, like some footballers out there sometimes. Um, picks and chooses when, when it, because the way she went at her previous start, um, against adversity, you were just like, if you can replicate that, well, you, yeah. you'll go very close. But she just seemed like she was happy to just to roll around on Saturday night. Made a kill, and all evidence here suggests uh, he's a stand start horse. Um, Andover Sun, solid effort. Gate speed's still a weapon, can run placings in these sort of races. We know what a good young horse he was. Kai Valley Finn um, lost a little bit of ground when it was trying to get clear from uh, back on the poles. An interesting one for the night, and we'll talk about it later with Powder Keg. I don't know whether something's been going on at Lisa Moles joint or whether there was a little virus go through with a few of the horses, but my used to be improved massively. And I thought powder keg, even though it was rel- relative short, relatively short in the market, hap, 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 uh, went much better as well. So, but it was good to see my used to be. I was in studio, didn't know I was working by the way, 
Turned up about a little, little, little late because uh, there was a call saying, you are working tonight, and I'd agreed like three weeks ago. Now, for me, I, I can't remember what I've done for the last 48 hours. So, um, yes, but I got in for this race, and I saw my used-to-be early quaddy, one out, Captain Bellastari, and I'm thinking, this is something here if this thing wins. But I'm glad it didn't because I had catch a wave, one out, and that would have been even worse if he had won at 20 to 1. But regardless, it was a good performance, and he he almost got into my – Black book because you know from last preparation if he starts to trend in the right direction, he should win a race soon. Yes, yeah, agree. Yeah, thought about putting him in, but yeah, he's just yeah a bit like powder keg when they're when they're spot on when they're right can do very very good things. Um, but yeah, you just want to see that consistency. Yeah, he just wasn't trotting that well. He trotted a lot better, obviously, on uh, on Saturday night. Now. We won't go through our analysis of this uh, third race in the program, but what we are going to do now is listen before we go to the break and come back and talk about Catch a Wave. This is critical information, critical information, because from my perspective, there was probably a slight little concern, and I hate saying this, I feel like a dog and a monkey saying this, but it did look visually as though Catch a Wave may have had a think and thrown the race away. On Saturday night at a dollar twenty-two, but here is what superstar Rain's woman Kate Gath had to say about what transpired in the run for the very short price favourite and one of the most exciting young horses in the country. What uh, what is your wash up with Catch a Wave? Well, uh, he has to have the blocks on for for the score up for circling at the start. When I pulled them up in the score up, because I wanted him in open during the run, so he was um, relaxed because he was getting a bit keen. Um, the left one snapped. And so um, he wanted to hang in up the straight pretty bad because there was just nothing on that eye. And he's such a funny horse. He, he, he just won't go in open bridle. And um, unfortunately, it probably, um, you know, played a part in the result. And um, he just can do a few, a few of those little things. And sort of when it, when it broke and was flapping and um, at the start, I knew I was sort of wasn't going to come in handy at the finish. But um, I think maybe if that was there, the blocks, he, he, he wouldn't have hung in like that. And he, he probably, um, you know, probably would have got the job done. What, uh, what you... I still think there's a bit to go through after that. We'll go to the news in a minute, but I think that he did go. He went pretty quick. Yeah. He went really quick. So he did go. It's not like he didn't go at all. He, he went. We'll talk more about it when we come back. We'll go to the news and then we'll come back talk about Give it a try. Same connections. Richard and Pauline Matthews winning the race. A brilliant drive by Chris Lang, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, with most of the races on Saturday night, a couple of disappointing performances. There are a couple that will go around next week in the final of this particular series that went great guns, but can't possibly, you wouldn't have thought, beat Catch a Wave as long as those blocks stay in place. But we'll talk about it all when we come back after listening to the news headlines right now. You're listening to the Monday Metrospective with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Yeah. Jason. Jason. Which one is it? I think it's oh, I want. I want it that way. One Did you know that one, You've provided a couple of spe- real speed contest songs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Race three. Uh, uh, we just we just heard from the You're snake like... that is um, Kate Gath, and um, look, I, I get the explanation. Probably the only 
like definitely he hung in very sharply catch a wave late. But this was this was where I was struggling with the entire situation is that they've got home in fifty five four. He spotted them twenty meters. Any other horse not named Catch a Wave, he gets a nine point nine out of ten. Oh, one hundred for the run. Yeah. So that's but you saw on you saw when they when they went into the straight, you're thinking, well, how far? And then it just didn't happen. So, for me, um, an excellent performance, all things considered. Excellent. Yeah. Take the name away. Amazing. Yep, hundred percent. So, to have that gear failure, we know he's a funny horse. So he was with the clerk of the course. Um, beforehand. We know he's funny. Andy said he doesn't really go in an open bridle. We know he usually has blocks on. Um, we know he can pull hard and, and all those things. So when you've gone from, you know, racing and he trialed in dollies, he's raced in blocks before. And then when one of them breaks, so you've only got one, um, mm. I think it's a, a massive, massive inconvenience to a horse <coughs> like him who's got his quirks and he's still learning what it's all about. So um, we saw that at the end. That's why he sort of hung in. Uh, I think wasn't really concentrating and I'm convinced that it's cost him the race. I'm not taking anything away from give it a try's performance because um, he's a really nice horse and, and he was excellent as well. But yeah, it did look like Catch a Wave had a bit of a think about it. Um, and yeah, obviously that was a um, significant uh, thing that, that contributed with um, with that gear malfunction. So he still got home in probably low 54s, like a low 54 half. So, um, yeah, I think just put a line through it onwards and upwards to next week and the rest of this campaign for catch a wave. Um, but just on give it a try, it was a cool drive by Chris Lang, wasn't it? He never seems to panic. And it was very similar to a couple of weeks ago, um, two races in a row with Olivici. He was headed, but he just sits there cool, calm, collected, doesn't panic, knows what he's got left and, and Keep the uh, rhythm. got the job done. Yeah. And that was like it with give it a try. Um, I was keen on it. I obviously mentioned on Friday, backed at the place, but you know, you, you couldn't back at the wing, could you? But um, yeah, no, he's a, he's a really nice horse and uh, left the gate well. Sassiola ran well for third after being leaders back. Aussie Playboy, Hugo Rocks, both excellent, I thought, running on well. Arg ran into it strongly, but probably just peaked on his run. Barrett was good. The New South Wales visitor making ground. And um, Bonnie Bell gave a bit of, bit of ground late uh, after doing some work. And Kiss Me Elvis was well back. Uh, it's hard to see, actually, the run because the camera was zoomed in. So it's a little hard to see some of the performances back in the field. But uh, beaten a fair margin along with Om Shadow Boxer and Carload as well. But um, I'll say it now. I'll be very surprised if Catch Wave... I'll be staggered if Catch Wave doesn't uh, win the final from the same draw next week. Yeah, you'll be winning. You'll be winning. Um, it's not easy for anybody who uh, had the lot on a dollar twenty-two, or uh, but uh, on Saturday night, um, I'd like to talk to Andy and or Kate or both even more about this. The only, like I say, the only thing that I can't quite get my head around. If you're free, Andy, he <laughs> did. Buzz. He did like he did go. Like he, he's run an enormous race. He's run an enormous race now. The only thing that I can rationalise out of all that, a that he's he's become unbalanced because he's hung he's laid in or hung in badly, but the other thing is uh, whether he can cruise at an extremely high tempo when he when he was out wide, but then when he sees another horse and he gets a little bit distracted and he and he forgets that he's got to keep going. That now I get that a lot more if it's just that last little bit of the race where. He's cruising out there on his own, thinking life's good, and I'm just I'm just doing this on raw ability, just running. 
extremely fast. And then he sees give it a try, kick back, and he and he because he just that the last like ten meters was just weird. He just yeah. dropped the bundle completely when he looked like he was. Having said said that, when I was watching the race, now I got genuinely, and I really this really happens. I got the hair sent up on the back of my neck when Ca- Captain Balasario won the first, and I nearly did with Catch a Wave. I'm just thinking, Catch a Wave back there. I'm just thinking, you see it. We've seen it once tonight, but to see it twice coming from last. And he just, he ambled up um, and it was just so weird to see him get rolled, but he's, yeah, he'll be with him next week and he's, he's the most um, exciting young talent in, in Australasia, in my opinion, at least. And I think he'd most. Give it a try. Yeah. You've, you've said it all. Brilliant drive by Chris Lang. Funnily enough, and I don't think Chris would mind me saying this because I reckon we had a discussion on radio sometime about a uh, go about give it a try. Um, similar theme that give it a try had all the ability in the world, but I think even Chris was questioning. Well, I don't know how how much like how DB's competitive instincts run. Well, that's turned around, doesn't it? Mm, he yeah. sat Park to win two races in preparation. He wanted to win on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. He, he lifted and kicked yeah. uh, hard. Um, and his previous start, we might have even black booked him as well uh, because he was terrific. He went all the way back, as we know, at his previous outing when many people thought that he would uh, roll forward. Um, you mentioned the other one, Sassiola, Aussie Playboy, Hugo Rocks, Barrett, all very good. I think Aussie Playboy was the best of them. But Barrett did this once before at about a million to one at Melton. If he gets the pegs, he's a – you just want to watch him. If, if yeah, When he's racing here, he can really launch in that position. Um, did you mention that? What do we make of the Pirate Horse? Um, I thought he was Yeah, I just weird. thought he – yeah, he loomed up to it really strongly and then just peaked on his run, I thought. Um yeah, probably. Sitting one, it was a yeah. brilliant drive early. Got him into the perfect position, one one. Launched the right. I'm just thinking, you're you're going to run second or third mm. at worst. And then he just, I don't know whether he's a he's a, the mile is really his his mm. absolute go or not. I I don't know. I couldn't expect based on recent prior form. Uh, I couldn't explain the run on Saturday night. And I'm shadow boxer. Showed something at the previous start, but probably went backwards. A little bit on Saturday night, I think. Now, talk about weird. There must have been something amiss with Just Mickey in race four. Uh, I was I was prepared to concede that she was going to win the race. What a weird start this was. Mm. Our little jet couldn't couldn't score up. Just Mickey wasn't scoring up very well. Champion had a little bit of a dip at the start. Or Lock and Bar Charm had a bit of a dip at the start. Just Mickey leads. Um, thoughts? Yeah, I think something must have been uh, a bit of. A miss, but in saying that, also, um, just Mickey, you know, only it's second ever race start and it's asked to run the gate and, and kick up. Yes. And I, um, I'm sure that that could potentially also be a contributing factor because you don't know, it could have never have been asked to run the gate in its life. No, I mentioned that Saturday night, I agree that we were that 100%. Yeah, yeah, and it just all of a sudden, um, doing that just takes it out at the end. So uh, no doubt, I think we saw enough on the first up uh, debut performance of just Mickey to suggest that she's going to be a nice filly, but she just needs racing. And um, there might've even been something. There was a vet's examination on Saturday and it was scoped. There'll be a follow-up report. So we'll wait and see if anything comes of that. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be reading too much into it. Um, But yeah, obviously disappointing for connections because it did look a a winnable race. As you mentioned, it was a funny old score up. Just Mickey was back a bit. Our little jet looked like she didn't really want to go. 
It was a good effort. It was a bit of a slog up the straight, but our little jet was a, a deserving winner after doing the work, sitting parked and uh, then getting a break on the field. Stable mate Lovato Beach was was really good chasing home, I thought. Um, the outsider of the six-horse field ran third in uh, Better Breeze On. Um, yeah, probably not stacks more to, to take away. Um, Lockenver Charm had that little dip earlier, had the 1-1, one, one, probably ultimately a bit disappointing, uh, all things considered, after a nice effort in the heat. Um, but, yeah, a, a deserved winner, I think, uh, did the work, as I mentioned, and uh, got the job done, our little jet. Yeah, um, she just tries really hard these days. She does. She's no star, I don't think. Who were the <clears> – <throat> so Joel was the best seller. Who was – Adam was next best. Scott was got a bit of a – just a, a grinding, tried hard – they had Troy as well. Troy. I don't, our little Jets like, Troy or like Scott Hem- or something. They're like the Hemsworths. They just sort of, there's one or two that's no good and then there's two that are really good. But you've got like, uh, our little Jet siblings are ladies in red. Um, before that, there was. Our well, little general. Our little general. Casbar kid. Casbar kid. So uh, you feel like our little Jet is the fourth, the, the Troy maybe of the Selwood group, but. It's it's weird because quite often you think, well, if you're a blue blood and all the rest of it, then um, maybe you won't try as hard. But she does try her guts out. I think La Votto Beach, pound for pound, it was good to see her get back. I think La Votto Beach, and I mentioned it on, before the race, I think La Votto Beach on ability is better than our little jet. But um, but our little jet just tries its guts out. Um, Just Mickey, yeah. So the, the only other reason I had second start ever, yes, Chased off the gate, yes, but even the she's a big, powerful, undeveloped filly who was backing up relatively quickly as well. Yep. And you can't know until a little bit later in their, in their career, and they sort out. Well, this isn't. She's not going to. She might not have enjoyed that. She might have said, "Hang on, another week would have been nice." Just on the sidelines, have a little pick. Um. So they're the possible excuses. Otherwise, you know. It was obviously disappointing for connections and those that backed. Uh, just making lock and bar charm later too. Like started favourite, just Mickey. Well, you could, you could absolutely understand it. And I'll tell you what, I'm glad I wasn't betting in the run because I would have, you would have had a lot on, wouldn't you? Yep. Um, but you could tell, uh, even before she got crushed, that things were amiss. She just looked like she wasn't. She was just going up and down in the one spot, and our little jet sitting next to her is going like this, <laughs> trying its guts out, and you think. Oh, yeah. But you, there's even that factor as well. When you're sitting outside, compared, like this sounds funny, but when you when a horse is sitting outside another horse, it's a different psychology to being on the inside and having one worrying. Like our little jet just and just Mickey's going, gee, that thing's going going quick. I'm starting to I'm starting to feel it. So, but there was obviously other things at play, um, like in Vacham. I was a bit surprised there wasn't a little bit of a look at a little bit of a swab for Lock and Vacham. It was a massive. Uh, drop uh, from the previous start in the heat, but also Lockenvar Charm was equally chased off the gate and in the heat just sat back on the pegs and came with a 200-metre burst of speed. So that could have been the reason for a cup, a couple of the disappointing performances in the final leg of the early quarter. It's Abcourt Park on Saturday night. We'll go to another break, come back. More retrospective coming up. One all in the music quiz. And this was a good win in the first leg of the quaddy, and I was pretty happy with it myself. Little horse, another little horse called Blitzen. You're listening to the Monday Metrospective with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. Oh, just, Jace. Just. 
Rockstar? No. Rockstar? Yes. Rockstar. I say rockstar. Got Jay Lee on the brain. Yeah, I dream about Jason Lee. That's what I do every single night. Skeet was ready to pounce there. That's good. I've been to a therapist about it. Why do I keep dreaming about Jason Lee? And Patty. Are you a dreamer? Like, do you dream much? Every single night. Do you really? And horrible dream nightmares almost every time. He's currently living the dream. What about you, JD? I dream a little bit. A little bit. Not like bad. Not too bad, but sometimes. You don't? Yeah, I do, but like not, definitely not every night. Like just. Well, I'd say you probably heard this before, but the actual truth is we all dream about the same as each other. It's just how well you remember your dreams. On, I, yeah, so that's the thing. I'm, I dream, but I don't remember the dreams and they're not vivid. But he walked in here last week and he said he dreamt about people in the office. Because I, I really do. Most of, my dr- most of my dreams would make the store franchise look like a romantic comedy. <laughs> no wonder you don't sleep very well. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, and that's part of the reason I, I don't sleep I wonder why well. that's rolling through your head, though, because they talk about it's part of the subconscious, what you dream about. Yeah, well, there's... Are you, are you like, in the business of trying to become an axe murderer or what? No, it's not, not axe murdering stuff. It's just, just very unpleasant and sometimes incredibly vivid, like... So vivid, right? That you that you would swear it was it was IRL. Like you would swear. It was, some people, I think, dream, and there's sort of there's something called lucid dreaming. You know those dreams when you wake up and you actually do gain control of the dream to some degree. You start. And they're the ones sometimes. Have you ever woken up and been like shitty that the dream is over because you were you were directing the dream and you're enjoying where it was yeah. going. That's called lucid dreaming. Yeah. Life was good. Well, the great dreams are when you're sort of in a sticky situation in the dream and then you wake up in a panic, but you realise that you're actually not falling off a bridge or you're no. actually not in a in a shootout with someone. Um, and you wake up just as you're about to sort of soar to your death, I guess. Have you ever had that? And- There's supposed to be, um, um, you have recurring dreams as well, which are supposedly different people, Freud and Jung and others have uh, had um, reasons for why certain, but the, the the consistent one is turning up somewhere and having no cl- clothes on, like turning up to work or school, and just being in a. It's usually naked, but like in a humiliating situation. I feel like I feel like that's a weird one to dream about because you would like I feel like you'd be cold, like you'd know that you weren't wearing clothes. Um, I know it's in a dream, dreams you can't really control. That's like, true. Unless you have those true. lucid dreams, but the way the, the way it works is you have yeah you have a. a Beta, Alpha, Theta, Delta, then everyone goes into REM sleep, and REM sleep is when you dream, and yes. everybody dreams, but some people remember their do, dreams more. Do you ever have what I, I don't know the technical term for it, but I like to call them deja vu dreams, where mm. you sort of see something, or you, you see something in your dream, and then maybe a week later, you're like, that is from my dream. It's like I walked into that same wall in my dream, and now it's happening. Yeah, which Why uh, you walk into a wall? No, I'm just using that as an example. <laughs> using it as an example. But there's, there's, there's I actually, you know what? I actually dreamt last week the Carlton lost again by a hey, very hey, close hey, margin. Hey, hey. There's, there's, uh, well, there, there are so many different things that happen to people yeah. sleep-wise, but one of the very, very common ones and one that I'm sure you've experienced is called the hypnic jerk. Mm-hmm. You know when you're trying to get to sleep and you f- feel like you've fallen? fallen? Yep. It's called a hip, and then you sort of, you yep. do one of these? That's called a hypnic jerk, and there's uh, there's an amazing number of weird things. Uh, you, you, I often wonder, you know, when people think that everything's okay in the world and it's normal, like dreaming is a 
confronting thing. The fact that there's a whole other world that you've created that is extreme. You're in it, and it's extreme. It's happening, and then you wake up and it's you know normal life again. We just roll around. It's a bizarre. The whole thing, the, the whole concept of existence is quite bizarre in my Isn't opinion. Uh, we might not get to another race. That'll give us an opportunity to uh, have a look at Blitz and when we come back into the second hour because we know we'll get a little link up in a moment because uh, I get um, I need oxygen. You do. Yeah. We all need oxygen. You just need it more than others. Yeah, true. Um, but it was a very, very, very big win. I'll tell you off air about a, a, a message I got late in the um, late in the night on, on Saturday about another horse. So uh, we, we had a certain guest on. Um, burning questions. Who might might have got one wrong, but got one right later in the card, and uh, only mentioned the one that he believed he got right um, about Elder Baron Zeus. Uh, we'll go to this final break in the first hour, and then we'll come back. Little link up, get stuck into the final five races on the program. Metrospective edition of Trot's Life, right here on SEN Track. You're listening to the Monday Metrospective with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. This, I know this yeah. doesn't count, yeah. but Beautiful Day. Yes. Good song. Couldn't you have rolled it over? <laughs> I know, but I feel like he would this anyway. Sad day here on SEN Track. <laughs> our uh, favourite Monday retrospective host, Nikita Ross, exits stage left. She's just left us all in the lurch, and Bon and I are going to have to pick up the pieces after this. But no, Skeet, one final hour to come. Yes. And then... Uh, Go off, into the sunset. Yeah, go off and on do whatever. Cloudy Melbourne day. Go and do whatever you want. Yeah, uh, I've got a couple of hours to go. Yeah, that is true. That is true. What? Uh, how many races we got left in the final? Uh, hour I think today? we've got five to go. Just nine races there on Saturday night. So yes. uh, we're up to race number five, which was taken out by Blitzen. So Beautiful. still a few to uh, to get through in the remaining hour, and I'm sure we'll find some other. Um, Stuff to talk about as well. Absolutely, we will. If you want to join the conversation, 0499736736. Cam Luke, Campbell Brown, going to be with you for Trackside this afternoon. It was nice to have David Taggart back in the building yesterday as well and on Saturday. He was in a a better mood than I've seen in a very long time. That's what a freshen up will do to to a little six-time Group 1 winner. But uh, if you want to hear from him, he'll be back on Wednesday with Miles as well. Another big week coming here on SEN Track. I think we've got Group 1s kicking off as well next weekend onwards. So we're getting ever closer to spring mm. when it all happens Ooh, and when all yeah. the fun kicks off. Don't, uh, don't miss any of it here on SEN Track. Skate, we've got a... Uh, we've got to get out of here. We've got the news coming up. Bond's going to be back. You're 2-1 up in the music quiz. Cannot hold the lead. Let's this, hope so. It's going to be a tight battle. I know, I think. it will and be. There's a lot on the line. Out of all music <laughs> quizzes, this is it. This is the grand finale. Let's hope I don't let's, do a Carlton. Let's hope so. <laughs> let's hope that that doesn't become a thing either. I'll do a Carlton. Nikita Ross in her final hour on Trots Life coming your way after the news headlines. Jason Bonington back with you as well. Stay with us. Welcome to the Monday Metrospective, where we look back on the weekend of harness racing with your hosts, Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. Oh, I think it's just Jace. Just Jace. Uh, what's the name of the song, though? Oh, no. It is... Is it Tub Tubbing? Yeah. Chumba Wumba? 
Jeez, oh, he oh, I reckon he beat you by a split second. I was going to go Chumbawamba, but is that the band? Yeah, yeah that's the band. Tub Thumping song. Too old. <laughs> Not often yet. i tell you what, the way we're trending with this Smash Mouth and, uh, and Chumbawamba, Bare Naked Ladies has got to be like a dollar twelve to be up here at some point. An, a, an absolute dollar twelve chance. Uh, uh, all right, good work to all. So I'm communicating with a bloke on uh, on Twitter here. He's you know saying Torrid Satan wasn't a shock and all the rest of it. Tell me if this is going too far because I'm a bit better reply. <laughs> it's just an explanation of odds, right? So he's saying four dollars wasn't a shock. I said, but if the doc gave you a 25% chance of surviving the surgery, surviving, and that's Torrid Saint, and a better than 60% chance of going under, that was Lock and Varad at $1.55, you'd be wrapped to see the sun come up. Oh, that's, it wasn't. Like, you could say the same thing about, um, what did give it a try end up paying? Six fifty, I think. So you could say it wasn't a shock, but it was. Yes. Six fifty is not a massive price, no. But there was another runner in the race that everyone expected to win. Yes. All right, just just working through it. <laughs> First leg of the quaddy was won by Blitzen, and I tell you what, he doesn't have the the glamour or the um, rock star status of some fellow four year olds. But this Vic Derby place getter from last season is going to be a free for all. Uh, now, when he gets there, I, I don't know, but he's. This was a little test for him to say, um, can you go up to this sort of grade? 80 to 89 is not mucking around. Uh, but to whip up and do what he did, uh, he just, he was in a different class. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, it was a really, really good effort. Uh, he looked the best, probably most progressive horse in the race and, and proved that on Saturday night. Had to be driven along to, to get outside the leader. Got there, controlled it uh, from up in front and... Uh, one, what did they go on? One fifty-six uh, over the twenty-two forty. It was a, uh, it was a really good effort by Blitzen. Alan McDonough's obviously done a, a terrific job. Um, they've, you know, we heard from him multiple times after that derby when you thought, how good is this horse? And then they drove him, in Alan's words, a bit too <coughs> tough and like a really good horse, and um, opted not to do that. But I think he's, yeah. He, He's versatile enough now that you can as well. So he's uh, he's racing in terrific form. So extra, had a nice trip, pulled out three right wide, ran on well, loving a Chevy, held up before running on. Again, just his usual consistent race. He's always going to be competitive, loving a Chevy, once he drops back to this 80 to 89 grade, which, gee, it's week in, week out. It is so hard to work out these races. This, this national ratings band mm. are, are tricky. They're really even races, I feel, uh, mm. a lot of the time. Uh, Cosimo and Rick Riley the same. All shook up was really disappointing. Um, obviously, was had to kick up a little bit early, but um, given its its win last week, I thought uh, performed below par. And uh, Major Manbar and, and Sande failed to run on as well. So, a couple of disappointing performances to come out of uh, out of the Rob Gaylab Memorial Pace, but uh, a terrific win by Blitzen. Yeah, he's a funny horse, but he's also a very good one. Uh, He's another one that really has you can you can see when you watch just witnessing him uh, compete that he's he's got a, a big will to win. Like he had to be roused up a little bit to get up outside the leader, but he just knuckles down and he just does not stop trying. Yeah. So he's he's um, like I said when you when you think about uh, your captain Belisarios, who's got all the glamour and Yan uh, Buckian, who's you know got. Rockstar status in a different way, springy step, um, and of course, better eclipse than others. 
Um, Blitzen doesn't really be under light. Blitzen doesn't seem to come into the equation, but he's just going to silently, stealthily get to free for all level, you would think, unless he does. And I would hope that, uh, well, you know, if the money's big enough, but he does, he seems like that horse that might end up going to America because he's, if he, if they don't think he's going to be able to be really competitive and winning free for alls, um, because he's going to get there and he, he might get there quickly mm. the way he won on Saturday night. So extra, um, a brother to give it a try. Was predator three wide for a short spell early in the early burn. Um, so did well to keep finding late. Lovna Chevy and Cosimo were both strong late. Cosimo was um, really good, I thought. I've got a really weird black booker here. It's because I've been following her, but I thought Art of Sheng Lee spent all the tickets trying to get across at the start. And when it didn't happen, she couldn't win. And she she was beaten a fair way, but she never gave up. And I just reckon if we can find a similar race for her where she leads or leads in trails, that Art of Sheng Lee can win at big odds in coming weeks. Uh, and all the ones you've already mentioned were... Um, we're below par. Major Manbar, it was funny. He ran a bottler in a heat of that mm. Tabcorp Park Mountain pace, and then he was and then he was ordinary in the final. And he he did a fair bit of work in the final, didn't he? So I was willing to put a line through that. But so maybe, was I. I, 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 I had a small bet on him on Saturday yeah, night. Maybe just hasn't backed it up uh, on the back of that tough run. All shook up, I reckon. I got uh, half conned in really to, to making him, I think, second or third pick. But I I don't. I think he's a bit overrated. All shook up. I think he's. I think if you go back through his runs, particularly when he's worked over in the early stages, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have a sp- the sprint at the finish when that happens. Well, I was keen on him last start uh, because he's two runs prior. He'd done nothing and been eye catching coming from the back late. I think that's the key to him. I think he can't can't do anything at the start. Yeah, um, he's just got to be driven quiet and then come with the one run, which limits, I suppose, options with him. Him he he, he was challenged and um, and then did get keen as well. So, yeah, I, I think he's a, a fraction one-dimensional. That there, That's where he runs his uh, his best races all sugar. Um, still a nice horse. He was a, a really good winner last time out, but just needs a, a few things to go his way. And Sandy, it was – Sandy just had a, um, a moment in the sun, it seems, in that, the heat of that um, that uh, Tabcorp Park Mountain pace. But, um, no, I thought he was pretty plain as well. But what it indicated, again, is – as tightly bound as that 80 to 89 class is, there's quite a big difference between them, most of them, and then the next level up. Mm. So when you've got a horse like Blitzen that that comes in there, they quite often can, uh, more often than not, they'll get the job done, I think, because for that very reason that I think that there's, you know, there's a gap between, as there should be, but there's a more significant gap than you might imagine between 80 to 89 and then sort of, 90 up to 105 even. We'll go for another break here on Trot's Life, Metrospective Edition. What are we in the music quiz at the moment? Two all. Horses. Oh. You don't want to get beaten by one. Oh, no, I shouldn't do no. <laughs> we'll go for a break, come back, and we'll talk about race six in the card, second leg of the quarter. Lucky I'm a good sport. You're listening to the Monday Metrospective with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. <clears throat> Nikita, apologise. Mm. I'm very surprised good. you That's weren't going <laughs> from mid melt down in yeah. the break trying to um, do adult life and yeah. organise things to. Um, I'm just going three two up in the music quiz. You, you looked a bit slow off the mark there, Bon. I didn't recognise it. Really? Straight away. 
piano riff. Timbaland? Yeah, it's a great song. Republic? It's a great song. It is a great song. Yeah! Yeah! Right. Let's get it going. That face you just pulled is unbelievable. It's too late to apologize. It's too late. Uh, it's like, it's up there with Such one a good of my song. Yeah. yeah, same. Such a good song. Yeah. Never Ryan, too late to apologize. Ryan Tedder. Tedder. Tedder Tedder. Who has uh, written songs for everybody, Ryan Tedder. None, none for himself, though. Yeah, that one he did. Um, <laughs> right. Race six. Now, this, I don't, this is probably the race that I want to uh, discuss least because... Um, Apparently, I, I just I don't like to do this that often, but I just could not get out of the mindset. Everybody in the world was telling me that interest free is just going to be gifted the front here from brutally handsome, mm. and I just I wouldn't I just wouldn't have it. I wouldn't have it. I thought nope. seventeen hundred and twenty meters, interest free, not a known brutalizing enforcer. If you park him with brutally handsome, I don't think he's going to go crush mode on you. Um, in fact, they're going to probably control the speed so that um, so that Beach Villa doesn't get a crack and Kafaji finds it hard to get into the race. Ultimately, the race was over in about three seconds when Interest Free found the front. Could have taken a dollar twelve about it at that point. Um, I tell you what, one thing there was there was a little horse that's only had a few starts from the Rebecca Bartley Steve O'Donoghue camp that caught my eye back in the field. Aussie. Big bad Aussie. He's not that big, not that bad. He's just Aussie. Is he Aussie? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was good. Uh, um, <laughs> I must be running out of stable names because Aussie is just Aussie. <laughs> um, I, to be honest, the way the race was run, I didn't take much more out of them. I, I, I found Big Bad Aussie maybe for an, a much easier race in the near future, but apart from that, bleh. Yep. Um, yeah, my confidence levels went right up when Interest Free found the top. That was my only slight question mark. I was still pretty keen on him, um, as I mentioned on BQ, the final, my final BQ. Um, I was staggered when I had a look on on Wednesday morning and discovered that uh, Interest Free had opened 280. And then as you do, you look into the race a little bit more and you start to go, oh, what, what if, what if? And is there a chance Brutally Handsome does hold up and, and all those kinds of things. But once he found the front interest-free, could control things, dictate terms, and uh, it was a quick last quarter. Nothing could catch him. He's a really versatile, nice, progressive horse. We saw that as a two-year-old, and we're, and he's continued on uh, as a three-year-old. The first four were the big guns, as expected. Um, Kafaji made the move to sit without cover with the lap to go and got there pretty easily, but I thought ran a really good race. Brutally handsome from behind the leader was right there. Um I thought uh, Beach Villa as well, you know, not too far away. Quick last quarter, can't expect much more. But really, there was nothing between the whole field. Olga Charco finished last and was right there, didn't have a whole heap of luck. So, um, yeah, the run of the race for those is uh, Big Bad Aussie, um, broke 27 on his way home, still lightly raced, learning what it's all about. But the team have had a, an opinion of him early days. So um, hopefully he can... Uh, he can really um, put together a nice campaign as well. Um, but, yeah, a terrific win by interest-free, as expected, given how the race was run. Um, yeah, not a lot more to add. Beach Villa, the only thing I did, I went back and had a look at Beach Villa, um, led in all four wins to date. So um, Beach Villa didn't really give a yelp. Even uh, was never going to win the race, but you would have thought you'll charge home. 
Seems like Beachville has only got one speed and that's got to get to the front. Yeah. I would have liked to see him. I, I know, but, you know, 27-1, like whilst being quick, it's not breaking yeah. any any records, is it? So I would have liked to see him sort of probably a bit closer up. We should just about run past Brutally Handsome, shouldn't yep. you? So um, yep. Brutally Handsome was good. He's just not quite at that the level required to win these races. Kafaji, Kafaji's still a work in progress. I mean, you can't do a hell of a lot more, I don't suppose, but at the same time, the big, brazen, bold monster we thought we were looking at really early doors, I'm not sure that... Um, that's there. A good win to interest-free, but as mentioned, uh, from both Skeeter and I, I don't think there was a hell of a lot to be learned. Now, just a quick point before we get on to race seven. You had a four-leg multi as your final, uh, as your final throw, throw at the stumps. Yeah. <laughs> Who upended you? Catch a wave. Every- and out of Zeus. Well, out of Zeus. Funnily enough, well, not funnily enough, but probably – ridiculously, my best of the night on Friday form panel. Was interest-free. Interest-free, yeah. Didn't put him in the multi. Didn't you? No. <laughs> I will say one thing. Um, and I, people, know, listeners know my opinion on multis anyway. I, I will have them every now and then. But I would just about never, ever, ever put anything under a dollar thirty in a multi because they're, they are religiously the ones that lose. You know, part of me just – so you blame me for Catch Waves gear malfunction? <laughs> no, I'm, but I like I, I, it happens so regularly. And the, the worst thing is if you had a multi and it was like two twenty into two eighty into a dollar fifty, and then the, and then you throw in there's a dollar twenty chance a lot of the time that you throw into one of those multis because you go oh that that's a little bit of that's a little bit of sugar on top, and then there's no sugar. I, I partly, well, pretty much solely did it. Because I know you don't like them, and it was what kicked off my my. What, what a mindset! It it was the multi that kicked off my run of um whatever I got nine straight best bets. Mm. So I thought, well, I just felt like the time was right. Well, there's, there's, as I said to you, there was no repercussions. No. Um, race seven was the My Lightning Blue Free for All, named after the Inter Dominion winner. Uh, for Jimmy O'Sullivan some years back. Um, now, Lock and Vara, we'll start. A number one, I just want to mention again, Jack Law's drive. It was picture perfect, as good as you can drive one. Ten out I, ten, I know, as Tom Hogan would say. Yeah, sheeting. Um, <laughs> I know people always get so excited about, you know, three poles extricating or something like that. But to sum up the situation... To believe that he had the gate speed to cross Sponsel Benjamin and do so. And then, once he got there, there's no doubt in my mind Jackie Law had in his mind, I'm just going to wait for that that champion horse to come around and when he does, we're going to get running and we're going to see if he beats me, he beats me. But ultimately, Torrid Saint was able to... It was it was beautiful to watch. I, I love watching Torrid Saint, right? There's something about the his action, high head carriage. There's something about him... I just love this horse, and there seems no doubt in my mind that he has gone to another level. Yep, career best easily. We've said it for a couple of weeks. We hopefully, have. Um, hopefully, listeners have um, have jumped on because we've both been singing his praises for what Black booked him when he ran last. Since that that Bendigo run, we went okay. He's he's just getting better, and he has got better and better and better he every holds single his, run. He's holding his speed for so much longer now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, he's um, racing in career best form. He's he's going absolutely excellent. And interesting because Jack said he was 
below par at his trials this campaign. <laughs> when he came back, he said his trials weren't very good. And, and then just with the racing, he's mm. just continued to improve. So um, I'm feeling a bit of a fool because obviously with the late information of, of Supreme Dominator coming out, I flipped. I had Torrid Sane on top and decided you did, you did. mid Friday form panel that, you know, things were changing and Artie could well be in front of him um, following out Bonzel Benjamin. And then, of course, Yorkshire came out. So that was all he done. Didn't, didn't follow Bonzel Benjamin and it changed the complexion of the race again. But terrific gate speed by Torrent Sade. He absolutely flew the arm. Yeah, I do, I, I, I do. so we've seen him in um, some really good races, use his gate speed, and I, that was another level. Of yeah. even gate speed to me. Yeah, no, he um he did, and to do that to to be work at the start when he hasn't done that for a while, and mm. then just keep running, um yeah, it was he knew his main danger, he knew the horse he had to beat, and uh, and that was Artie, of course, and um just on Artie to to work around. Look, not many horses can sit parked in a one fifty one seven mile rate and still hold second. First up from a spell when he's had stacks of issues, so. We know he's at his peak. We saw the videos last week and we remember what he could do. He could do the unthinkable. So, look, I thought that was a really encouraging run first up. Hopefully he has come through the run well. I don't know if you've uh, spoken to any connections and and um, we just know there's nothing like match fitness, like race fitness. So, um, yeah, I thought really encouraging signs from, uh, from Artie with that first up run given how the race panned out. Tango Tara, excellent, making up so much ground late. Um, all three runs, all first three home, I thought were terrific for Amazing. all different reasons, really. Um, all different reasons. Uh, but, yeah, it was just um, just a terrific race to watch. The old uh, old Marvel, Bernie Winkle, followed the pegs to get home. Um, but, yeah, that's probably what I uh, took out of the race. And even the other two Julie Douglas runners, Aussie Battler and Mighty Flying Art, didn't have much run, much luck. So Mighty Flying Art continues to go well. So uh, keep an eye out for him in easier races moving forward. Yeah. Uh, is it is it rude as to, to Black Book Lock and Bar Art? Is that even I mean, allowed? <laughs> <laughs> you kind of can you, because... You, you Black Booked a winner the other day, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm Black Booking can... Captain Bella, so... Um, Lock and Var Art, um, the only reason I reckon you can is because there are some people that, and I don't know, I really don't understand the mentality or the psychology, but there's some people who are disappointed in him. Um, and I, I'm not going to play that game. So in, in racing, there's the old thing, you know, you got no idea. People just say that to everyone about everything. Oh, he's got no idea. This bloke, that bird's got no idea. And I'm not saying everyone's got their own perspective and their own opinion. I personally, this was my thought process all of last week, that Lock and Varad, all this talk about him just winning, I thought he's going to have to be absolutely Herculean to win this race. Yeah. And then the task, the Herculean task that he already had, just having a nibble there and a couple of Nobby's nuts over there, AJ. Um, <laughs> he's got them going everywhere. <laughs> uh, so... Herculean went to another level when Torrid Saint led. Then you're just thinking to yourself, personally, and I hate saying this because it sounds awful, but just for the punt, I got excited because played wider in the quaddy and included Torrid Saint and Tango Tara. And I'm just thinking to myself, Torrid Saint sh- should be winning. This race is going to end up amazing either way because either Torrid Saint's going to go to another level and get, and the excitement's going to build around him, or Lock and Varat's going to park out here and do and just be 
wild champion stuff. He couldn't have gone – I don't know if he could have gone any better. And the beauty is – and this is – so the Lock and Vara, we remember prior to um, a couple of injuries, is a horse who will not lay down, and he that we saw that again. He wouldn't lay down. The only concern for Lock and Varad, not not being the horse to beat virtually or the dominant player from a Victorian standpoint in these big races coming up, is whether his his own will to win will cause problems for soundness. Going forward, because he doesn't know when to lay down. He's he's the kind of horse that even when he's hurting places, he won't stop. Um, so that really, we do have to hear from the connections as as they head forward to the next target. But if they're happy with where Artie's at, he's he's still the benchmark. There's no doubt about that. Torrid Saint, excellent. Tango Tara and Torrid Saint almost did a um a little bit of a, a flip here, didn't they? They did like Torrid uh, Tango Tara has been sort of the head of affairs or somewhere on the speed. Uh, Torrid Saint's been flying home. Well, certainly in, in one race a couple of weeks back, Tango Tara had to uh, come with one run here. I know the last quarter was only 28-4, but he's made up about 13, 14, 15 metres in that last quarter. So I think they're nearly going as well as each other in in different yep. ways. And both of them have now excitingly elevated themselves, at least for the time being, to the level where you think to yourself, if they're really hard fit going into a Victoria Cup or a, a big race and they draw well, often you think to yourself, well, those – those ones that are a half step off can't beat the really, 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 really good ones. I'm not so sure that's the case at the moment. I think they, I think they nearly can. Um, the disappointing runs. Bonsell Benjamin, I thought, was better last time. He he wasn't as good here, and he didn't. He really didn't show the electric early speed that we're used to from him. And reactor now. They were both just okay under the circumstances. Let's go to the news once again. Find out what's happening around the world. Whether um. There's any more turmoil at Essendon or, or whatever's going on. And when we come back, two more races to go in retrospective. Currently, the music was a 3-2 lead to the departing queen of harness racing, Nikita Skeeter-Ross. You're listening to the Monday Metrospective with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. Nikita. Jason. Don't you forget about me. Movie. Breakfast Club. Yeah. This is this song's directed at you, Skate. Don't forget about us. Yeah. Don't you <laughs> forget about me. Three all. Humdinger. This has shades of a certain sporting event that took place 12 hours ago. Great tune. This is a real tight finish. <laughs> we heard in the news there was a, a bit of a scuffle. Yeah. I, I said I know where the, where the, the culprit is. <laughs> Currently sitting at SENHQ. I was watching it last night. The big boy just comes over the top. I can see why. Like, tempers are... If there was two teams I was expecting to have a blue at the end of that 88,900... It's like that ad, you note yourself when you're hungry. You note yourself when your team goes down by a point and gets kicked out of the finals. You you could have given me $1.10 odds that there was going to be a blue yesterday. And all the... Yeah. Like, I can... I don't. I've never been in a fight in my life. No, I'm not either. a violent person. But I'm a lover, not a fighter. You can see, like, if you have someone up in your face when you are in, like, spitting a venom and saliva, state of despair, and you're in tears. Yeah, it's not. Sounds, a, it was. It's not a recipe for for it to end well. Is sounds it? like this has happened to you in the past. No, but I'm just saying when you're in that. You know, it was never. Uh, yeah, it was a short price for yeah. it to happen yeah. at the G. You've got to wonder what the people who are who do get in that 
aggressive state. <coughs> what they're looking for? What, what are they? What are, what are they hoping they to? They just want aggression. They want to. No, I think you know. they're just emotional. I was worried. I must say, I was worried for SENHQ and the studios and the desks here mm. yesterday because uh, obviously I had left at halftime or just after halftime. But Tom Bang, our man, uh, Tomo. He was uh, he was in a foul mood. You you obviously had to deal with him all night. I t- I'll tell you one th- one thing that's worth remembering. And I so I'll outline a couple of things. One, as many people know, I grew up with the most vitriol, like the most explosive volcanic temper in the world. Like I, yeah. it took nothing to set me off, yeah. which is uh, completely gone now. And the other is I've been as passionate about Collingwood and about football at different times in my life. As any, I think anybody could be, as in, you know, tears, tantrums, c- couldn't get out of bed when we lost. It was just the worst thing in the world. It's well worth remembering for everyone involved as fans, whether your team wins or loses, when your team wins, you didn't achieve anything personally. <laughs> that wasn't you. I said this yesterday. I said, like, we are feeling deflated and upset as mm. as fans. However, imagine how the poor players yeah, are feeling and the yeah. staff and the people that put their lives into yeah. this. We turn up once a week and watch, but yeah. um, for the players, that's who I really Absolutely. feel for. And I agree with what you're saying there, Bon. However, what I will say is that this game isn't as big as it is without fans. No, no. It will never, no, no. Be, it will never be what it is no, without but no, us. I, and I, to be honest, and I, look, people, I can't understand. I hate people who have no passion in life. Mm. If, you have, if you're going to follow footy, if you're going to follow a sporting club, yes, have passion. I think the point I'm making is, be extremely passionate, yeah. but try to remember that when your team loses, it, they're it's not okay. personally it's trying okay. to hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> and when your team wins, you, again, did yeah. not achieve anything. Well, Tomo's, Tomo's Nothing every, at all. every Carlton player sacked on socials today. So anyway, yeah. well, someone, and we'll, we'll get off this after, in a moment because it's obviously making Skeeter quite um, emotional. <laughs> She's going to do a Campbell Brown. Yeah. Someone, a lady on Jared Waitley's program put it perfectly this morning. You know, mm-hmm. we don't, no one knows why and no one can explain it why, <laughs> but this is more than a religion and more than a game for some people and, and people are so passionate about it. Someone asked me the other day, why are you so passionate about St Kilda? And I said, I don't know. I just am. You, you, you get involved and you get, you know, you get invested in it for no other reason than you enjoy it. Uh, it's hard to explain why people get so passionate about footy teams that well, they're not involved with. Well, it's a, it's the same thing. People who, yeah, I think people who don't, you either know it or you don't, don't you? Mm. So people who don't love footy um, often question people who do love footy Correct. or sport and say, why? Why why, why you get so, yeah. so crazy? It's just a game. And then, like... and then that same person is passionate about fashion or something. Or you art. Go, what do you care yeah. about that for? <laughs> yeah, I, did say, I did say on Twitter last night, a few people like, you know, saying how emotional they were and others are going, it's just a game. Yeah. <laughs> and then people Deep are down. going, you do not I can't, follow I, that, do I, you? I Honestly, it's weird. I, I, I'm talking about, uh, you know, not taking it personally, but I hate those people the most. <laughs> to me, to me, if you think it's just a game, yeah. I was going to say something else, but bugger off. Like, go I, and do I, something I, else. I, yeah. I must say, like, whilst it was an awful feeling that last minute and a half, um, and, you know, you just devastated. The atmosphere and the game itself yesterday so was good. electric. It was unbelievable. Mm. Like every goal, everyone was up. Like yeah. you were just, I, I <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous. I was like half shaking for, yeah. for like the last quarter and a half yeah. because you just that 
that into it and everyone was too, everyone was up and about the noise. You could hardly hear the siren at three quarter time. You yeah. couldn't Can- until people started walking <laughs> out in the ground and went, yeah. oh, the siren's gone. Like, I've, I've, been, I've been there with it though, and I know you would have felt, when when you are in front in the last quarter in a game that important and you can see it possibly slipping away, yeah. the anxiety that goes through you, how yeah. tight you get, and every time you you, you you lose the footy or you lose the contest and you can see it streaming forward, it like it, it ages you. Yeah. It Cam, ages Cam you. Luke's been on a, a somewhat of a campaigner. He said for a very long time that when at full capacity or just about full – he thinks the MCG is the best sporting venue in the world in terms of atmosphere and just feel about it. I would tend to agree. You see that game yesterday. You see Anzac Day, 90,000 in. It's it's unbelievable when it's rocking. And you were yeah. there. I mean, it would, yeah. would have been amazing. The yeah. AFL gets a, um, like, sometimes, like I was watching last night, you almost think to yourself, is this scripted? Yeah. Is this they, is this world not, championship wrestling? Could yeah. not have been better yeah. for the, the only The only way the it would have day. The only way potentially... It would have been better as if um, Carlton win by point. Yeah, because then Carlton Collingwood would have played again. We, no, we no, would no. have, wouldn't we? So even if so, if it was a draw, they <laughs> yeah. both would. Well, you know, Carlton would have gotten in, and Collingwood would have still finished top four. I think. Ah. Would they? Would Collingwood? No, because we were below. Um, oh, you were. So, and, but Col- Carlton would have. I think we would Carlton, have played again this week. Had Carlton drawn, they would have played finals. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. It's a cruel game. We'll get through one Great more. to just relive that again. Uh, well, let's go to race number eight. It's, it's all part to... of the healing process. Yeah, correct. I think sometimes you need to talk about these things just to get it all out. Yeah, I'd probably prefer not to from now on, but that's okay. <laughs> now, talk about talk about uh, feeling sick. So, <laughs> I admit I was, uh, it was a festival of skeet, um, and I knew Toc was there with you, and it was the weekend and all the rest of it, but I thought I will uh, put together a game plan just in case it might get posted, and I had a... Had late, the, had the, we it was late. It was, uh, and <laughs> I said it was my fault. Um, but um, I had, I ended up getting the quaddy for a for a very decent collector, about three hundred and fifty dollars, and I had a one by three investment on Brandlow Prince in that game plan. So I'm sorry he didn't get out there, but he was just crazy odds, and I just loved the drive from Ross Payne, um, Chris Alford with um, Elder Baron Zeus. He's just saying please. Please cut me in, and he's and Rossi's just like, no, you're going to go three wide, and I'll cut, and I'll and I'll tag you into the contest, and it was the deciding factor, really. The big question, the number one question to come out of the race is, what did we make of Zeus? Yeah, um, good. I think this suggests to me that he's not <coughs> panels above. He was still probably the run of the race for mine, but he's not panels above this level. He can't go out and just dominate a field and, and probably overcome adverse circumstances. Um, yeah, I think for mine, um, very good horse will win more races is going to be absolutely thereabouts in his, um, you know, against his four-year-old opposition and other opposition throughout the rest of the year. But yeah, like I said, not panels above the rest of, uh, the rest of the trotters when they, he goes around at this level. Um, like Brentlow Prince's win, probably, yeah, you, you said it, you had him right there in your uh, your selections. It wasn't unexpected, but given his price, um, you know, he, he always seems to run consistent races, had been going well, had the longer trip, um, and, yeah, it was a smart drive by by Ross to say, no, no, you do the work and I'll get on your back. Um, Baltica had a lovely trip, and during the run I thought, gee, she's going to take some beating. 
Um, and the, probably the momentum of Brandlow Prince just grabbed her, but still a really good effort. She's, as we saw first up, really, really <laughs> trending in the right direction. We'll be winning, winning a race soon. Um, I've already spoken about Zeus. Powder keg, no luck whatsoever. He was held up charging through after getting keen throughout. It's a risky business putting powder keg in the black book because we know he's got so many tricks, but um, I, I thought that was a super encouraging performance um, and getting keen and still trotting the whole way as well, which we know he can can uh, do a few things wrong. Um, during the run, I actually thought this is going to suit Robbie Royale down to the ground. 1-1, one, one, commenced really well. Um, so I thought he was probably a touch plane how he finished off, just didn't have that zip and I think the stable mate, Kai Valley Hotspur, despite sitting parked, it's um, pretty clear that he's not in that derby winning form that we saw as a three-year-old. No, I couldn't agree. Like, he's he showed a half a glimpse last start, but everything else you look at this preparation, I think Kai Valley Hotspur is as talented as Aldebaran Zeus, but he isn't showing this preparation. Um, what we, I think the thing with Aldebaran Zeus, you can call it um, – Weakness, or what are we talking about on burning questions, or all the rest of it? But the truth is, his weapon is speed. Yep. So he, yeah, but he's not a brutalizing enforcer. He proved first up from a break. If he can sit parked and control a race and, and just use his speed, he can win that way. Yep. But generally speaking, he, I thought he was still very good. I mean, it was just such a, a crazy night to watch so many good horses come from last and figure in the finish. It was amazing. Amazing entertainment and incredible spectacle on that level. Brandlow Prince, I think the the one thing, the reason I ended up having to bet on him, and it was a great result for the quaddy as well, he ended up paying, I think, on the on the, uh, on the Giddy Gate $35 or something. This is a horse who's finally, now it might take a 10-metre handicap to get away from them, but he's getting away from Mouldy Law and nephew of Sunoco and, you know, vacation. He's, he was getting away from the A-graders. I don't know that anybody else in this field, maybe one other runner had been consistently tackling the elite ones um, and, and never being that far away. I'm with you. Powder Keg goes into the black book. Super talented trotter. He showed all the signs of a horse trending back in the right direction here. He's a, like a genuine inter-dominion horse if he can uh, if he can find his best form. And he's already in there, but Zarem, it's just hard to fathom. He's, um, he's David racing against Goliath, but uh, he's just absolutely flying. For Carly and his Goodridge. We'll take a break now. Come back. We've got one more race to get through. Pull the other leg. Andy Gath, well done, friend. <laughs> Best bit gets up and does so in pretty comfortable fashion to finish off the program. You're listening to the Monday Metrospective with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. What are you thinking? Here without you. That is a good go. A thousand lives forever. It hurts because I knew it. That's just too slow. I got to admit, the last one is it? No, there's no, there's one more, one more break, and potentially more than one more. We've seen this film before. Huh? We've seen this film before. This was last week. Um, and in this last little section, I reckon I'm up three two. So you need this is. Can you stop playing sad songs, please? It's Are not, you trying yeah, to get? Sorry. It's just a good song. Sorry. Stand it down. back to the dream sequences. <laughs> Who sings that? Three doors down. 
There are. <laughs> what are you scoffing at that? No, I just. I remember them. It's just a funny name for a band, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Five for fighting. Five, for five seconds of summer. Three doors down. Remember, I reopened your eyes to five for fighting, and you came in and played it on the guitar like the next day. Who was it? A, 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 a thousand, hundred, hundred years. years yeah. yeah, it's a good Great song. song. Great song. Right. Final race at Melton on Saturday night was won by Pull the Other Leg. Uh, Tom. They call him Tom. Do you know Tom's got a, an Instagram page? Like, you were saying to Andy, does he even know what the horse looks like? Mm. And then I saw on Instagram, Tom pops up. Literally Tom. Tom. Like, Tom might be a big deal. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, he's certainly gone, I'll, I'll give you the gem. In the last race at Melton on a Saturday night, they don't often... Over the short course break, 54. He's mm. gone pretty well. 53.9 is. Really good. Um, <clears throat> and he's got the scope. He's now got to go into a normal one of those races, a, a proper metro race, but you'd think he's got the scope to um, to win. Amazingly, amazingly, I don't think I, I ever would have heard myself uttering these words. I'm black booking our Uncle Jim. He was just yep. 153.9. He's parked and he's brained the rest. Yep, I can if, see if, why. Pull the other legs not in the race. Our Uncle Jim just kills him. I actually had to make I, – I was forced to go back and watch his previous couple of starts to see if it was a slight abrasion. He's actually been going well. Yeah, and I think we'll be one that will pop up in country races as well. Um, yes, yeah, So, yeah. yeah, he could slide in there and um, and pick one up soon because, yeah, I thought he was terrific as well. But a really, really impressive performance by Paul the other leg. Uh, I know he got a breather, but he was fairly dominant after he, he found the top. So – um, first up without a trial, so it's uh, you would suggest only further improvement to come. But um, yeah, really, really impressed by him. Yeah, you already said our uncle Jim, excellent. Uh, Kavik battled on really well after sitting behind the leader, and the others were just a, a long way back and never getting into it. They're tough races to assess. Um, these uh, these programs, these ten thousand dollar Metro maidens, but um, yeah, the first uh, two really good. Yep, uh, could agree more. And I, I think the. The disappointing ones, it, I know they couldn't get into it, but the Rock and Roll King, based on previous form, a million promises from his run a couple of starts back and Guilty by the Beach were all just okay. But the winner was um, clearly in a different class and we were warned by APG. Time to go for our final break. Come back. We'll wind up the music quiz, give our black bookers and say our final goodbyes here on the Metrospective edition of Trot's Life on SEN Track. You're listening to the Monday Metrospective with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Nikita. Oh, Nikita. Oh, yes. Real <laughs> quick on it. Here we Just go. Quick on it. Are you on that? You want it straight away? Yep. All right. Well, hang. It all comes down to this. What a finish. It does. <laughs> Turn right. it back. Oh, I'm gonna have to get another. Yeah. Jason. Oh, has he even listened to it? Don't stop. No. With a bottle of Jack, when I leave for the night, TikTok. Too good, Skeeter. He went early. He went early. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It's been a great battle, Bond. Oh, wonderful. And we ended up in the last six. It's been three all, which yeah. is... Uh, terrific. A great way for you to finish. And, and actually, because of that win... Breaking news, Carlton have been elevated into the finals next week. I tell you what, I've just realised that I've left my car out there in the parking oh, no. bay for too long. So oh, no. I could, uh, this could be the breaking point if I go out and I've got a ticket. Oh, oh, <laughs> I've no. been overwhelmed by, um, uh, by 
yeah, I don't know. I just forgot all about it. <laughs> People see Skeeter just log on top of her, <laughs> the hood of her car just in, just in tears. Oh. Or being taken away after finally throwing the punch that a uh, Collingwood fan deserves <laughs> at a cop. It's been it's been so much fun, though, the last couple it has. of months. Yep. It's, um, yes. without getting too, you know, it's... You get to come in and, and talk about the races and, and rubbish with you two. It's a lot of fun. It doesn't feel like work a lot of the time. No, it's uh, you're going to be extremely, extremely, extremely sorely missed for a, mm. a thousand different reasons. But this is the this is how life rolls. You're going to go ahead and uh, and and dominate your next role, aren't you? That's the thing. You're going to you're going to have to do what you've done at, at HRV. Find your niche, find your role, and and do what you want to do because it's an exciting opportunity. You wouldn't be leaving. You wouldn't be leaving this for nothing. This is a great marriage. <laughs> you, I mean, this is you've, you've, this isn't an affair. You've, you you think you might be falling in love with somebody else. This is a good marriage, but but you um, you felt it. And you you think this, the the time is right, and I think we all agree. So we wish you the best of luck. And I I've got a funny feeling this is the last, but it won't really be the last. No, not really. Looking forward to getting back into the industry in an ownership area now that I will be able to after tomorrow and. Yes. Um, and get my licences back. And uh, so I'll be definitely around the tracks. And um, as I said on Friday, been overwhelmed by all the kind messages of support that people have sent since leaving. I've absolutely loved my four and a half years with HRV. And um, it's a, an amazing industry. And uh, we all need to get behind it, promote it and uh, and enjoy it. Good on you, Skeet. You're in charge of working Thanks, out what night we can all get together and have a beer. All right. Sounds good. That's, that's your role. I'll be available most nights. Yeah, yeah. Any uh, night's actually good for me. Au revoir. That's been another great episode of Metrospective. The Brown Dogs ready and rearing to go. Trackside coming up for the next four hours. Enjoy, people.